turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Hey guys, this is Morgan Seggers. Welcome back to the show. If you haven't yet, hit subscribe. Today we're going over two topics. This is a really fun episode, okay? Number one, TikTok is legit mind poison and why I believe it's a Chinese weapon of war against the United States. And two, we are going to go through important women's health scams that you probably had no idea about because everything's been normalized and it makes me really sad. But if I can bring any positive change to your life regarding the health stuff, I absolutely will keep talking about it. That being said, let's get into it. Okay, before we talk about TikTok, you guys have all helped build MyPillow into an incredible company that it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to my listeners. Right now, MyPillow is offering exclusive offers on their bed sheets, their six-piece towel set, and even offering an extended 60-day money-back guarantee. Orders placed now through December 25th will have an extended money-back guarantee through March 1st. The Giza bed sheets are marked down as low as $29.99, and believe me when I say you'll get a great night's sleep in these. Their six-piece towel set is made with USA cotton, comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths, typically retailed at $89.98, but now just $39.98 with promo code MORGAN. That's limited supply on these things, so be sure to order now. Call 1-800-738-8374, use promo code MORGAN, or go to MyPillow.com, click the radio listener square, and use promo code MORGAN. Thank you. Okay, so to talk about TikTok first, I want to just give you some background. I am very against TikTok because of what we knew and have known for quite some time about the relation to its origins to the ownership, all relating back to communist China. Now, it's a little weird for me because I run a nonprofit where I interview people that escaped communism. So a lot of those people are from communist China, where they have been tortured in slave labor camps or put into forced labor positions and then put into sleep exhaustion torture whenever they aren't working. Like these these stories are disgustingly horrific, right? And they have been going on for decades because the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, rose to power in the mid-1900s. So we've been dealing with this for quite some time, but now China, just to sum it up quick, this is like a really long, this could be semester's worth of education here, but The CCP has done a really good job rebranding themselves in this modern age, when in reality, it's the same CCP from the 1950s, the same CCP where you had Mao Zedong teaching all of the youth, taking them out of school, putting them into indoctrination camps, raising them up to be members of the Red Army, which is what they were called, and they would all implement the ideas of the Little Red Book. Mao's Little Red Book was his prophetic statements on politics and life and the new culture of China. So with the implementation of the principles of the Little Red Book, you had this Red Army, the Red Guard, putting all of these rules into society. And so enforcing them, scaring people, terrifying people. And part of that, eventually it ended up being called the Cultural Revolution because the removal of the old China ways. So the four olds were old ideas, old culture, old customs, and old habits. When you remove those things in a society, oh boy, you can have a lot of power because these are the things that keep a society together, keep people together, humans connected from generation to generation. And so they attacked the four olds. They attacked the family unit by putting kids 
kids against parents, encouraging family members to report each other for not being good comrades. Uh, uh, uh. And then, of course, you had the striking down of things like faith, religion, and cultural practices because that is really, really dangerous to the power of a communist leader, of a communist regime. You are challenging their power. If you as a human believe that God put you on this earth or a higher power greater than a government figure any politician could ever be is more powerful and more important than that politician, then oh my gosh, you are a threat to the power of the Communist Party, to the the communist leader. And so religion, of course, gets removed when the left rises to power. So we saw this all happening in the mid-1900s. And then as the regime gained full control of this nation, you saw just utter destruction. So we had a famine where millions of people died because they, what do you know, completely socialized the economy and implemented full-blown communism. The economy collapsed. They had no resources. Millions of people starved to death. And at the same time, as we went decade through decade of this, you had the implementation of totalitarianism and authoritarianism where force and violence and really destructive practices were implemented. Then carrying it into a little bit modern ages, you had okay, they're going to try and modernize. They're going to try and fit in with the modern world. But this is something my generation doesn't really understand. That's when China started to begin to implement something called the one-child policy. And this is just one example. But the point I'm telling you this is like, okay, this is all the same CCP that we're dealing with today. The CCP of the past is the CCP we're dealing with today with TikTok. So back to my point, when they started implementing the one-child policy, what they were doing is saying, we don't have the resources as a nation right now, millions of people had just died in a famine. Their country was struggling because of communism and its failed economic policies. The country's struggling and they say, you know what, we're going to prevent people from having more than one child. And eventually they started to lighten up on this. You could only have one girl. And so if they found out it was a girl, oh, gotta go. Um, and there was a bunch of adoptions and stuff. But at the end of the day, what they were doing is finding out if any woman was pregnant with her second child, they would go forcibly abort that child and then forced sterilize the woman while she was there after the abortion. And so you're preventing these women from reproducing ever again in the future. So anybody that had children, they were trying to hide these children like out in the countryside. I've heard stories of people keeping them like out in the barns and stuff. And these were like hidden children from the state because of course you don't want your child to be forcibly killed while it's still in the womb. Just a horrible, horrible stuff. And this is because, again, the country was broken and needed resources, couldn't sustain a larger population. So with that as well, you had a lot of parents that wanted to have a son. It's just a, something that humans do. They would rather have a son. It's happened in like every culture. And so the, I get it. It's fine. But part of that problem was women in China would kill off their daughter if they found out they were having a daughter because they wanted their one child, if they could only have one, to be a son. And so you have a bunch of offshoot problems from the one child policy. But at the end of the day, what you need to know is that the country failed, had no resources, and then forced its people to get abortions and then would sterilize the people because they couldn't afford and provide for that many people in, the, in their communist country. I had this video that went viral. I felt super, <laughs> felt super cool because someone found this video of me talking on Turning Point Live and they posted it as like a reel and put it on Twitter. And they were like, who is this legend? Guess what? The legend was me. <laughs> 
the legend was me in the video and somebody tagged me and they're like, that's Morgan Zeckers. But basically what I was saying is it, the interview had happened right at the height of like the Biden inflation and Biden shortage of breast milk and there was a bunch of shortages of other things in the country. And I said, you know what, when they implement these terrible economic policies – that the left campaigns on and they sound so nice and they sound so fruitful, they sound so kind and caring and it's all about sharing. And <laughs> that rhymed. When they do this kind of stuff, what do you know? Those economic policies lead to shortages, lead to economic collapse. And then that gives the regime, first of all, more power because when there's chaos in a society, what do you know? The government plays off fear and either power grabs or convinces the scared people to give over more power to feel a false sense of security. So it happened in China. It could happen here. We could continue to face shortage after shortage, economic collapse, there's power grabs, but then on top of those power grabs and the moments of chaos, you also have the regime starting to justify these moments of using force, like the one-child policy, all because the resources are limited and they say, you know what, we can't afford to do certain things. We have to do something like force abortions onto women who have too many children. And in the interview, in the clip that was posted of like, oh, who's this legend, I'm talking about how it's really, really disturbing. And this is not me or anyone else talking about this. It's not us saying, oh, look what could happen if we go down a rabbit hole. Look at what happens if I let my imagination run wild and I just think of something that could potentially happen in the future because I'm just imagining things in my head. No, this is repeated throughout human history. This has happened before when people that advocate for leftist economic policies get power, destroy a country, and then the resources are limited and they start to do this nasty stuff. This this is what has happened before. So we should look at these things happening in America as serious potential threats. I am not a conspiracy theorist or a looney tune. I'm telling you that this is repeated behavior and I don't want us to go down the same path. That's a really big difference between me just going off crazy thinking like, oh, geez, what could happen here? No, no, no. It's not what could happen. It's, geez, what usually happens based on human nature and human history. Oh, yeah, we could look to communist China. So with that, with the one-child policy, we also have things like the Tiananmen Square Massacre, where about 10,000 pro-democracy protesters just a handful of decades ago in China, I believe in the 80s, 89 maybe, they were protesting for simple things, democracy, freedom, choice. They live under a totalitarian, authoritarian, communist regime, you guys. It's a scary, scary environment. They have no freedom. And they tried to advocate for democracy and 10,000 people got killed. Now, if you talk to an American communist, I've done this multiple times, the communist will literally tell me to my face that the Tiananmen Square massacre narrative, oh, that's just Western propaganda. That's just anti-communist Western propaganda. And they never did that. Those, those people, they never died. No, 10,000 people People did not just randomly die at the hands of the communist regime by the CCP. No. Okay. So it's, it's a fascinating little conversation if you ever want to talk to a communist in America about that kind of stuff. But I say all of this because number one, we're seeing a lot of viral videos go around. I don't want to cover it yet because it's unfolding as I'm recording this. But there could potentially be an uprising in communist China right now happening that is at the same level as Tiananmen Square Massacre. And all I'll say right now, because it's unfolding, is just how concerned I am for those people. And I give them so much credit, and it must be absolutely terrifying. But that's the whole point of standing up for something as valuable as the cause that they have, okay? They're putting a lot on the line. Communist China has torture camps. They disappear people. They've been doing this for decades, and it's never been successful. An uprising has never been successful against them. I mean, they disappeared 10,000 people 
the last time this was attempted, okay? Tiananmen Square Massacre. And now we are watching, the whole world is watching, if it can get through the firewall, we're watching a same kind of level of uprising go down right now, but we are now in this horrifying technological state where everything is surveyed. Everything is under the watched eye. Everything is controlled. Okay? And that really freaks me out for these people. There is an ultimate level of control in communist China. Speaking of which, a viral video is going around right now of Klaus Schwab, our favorite guy from the World Economic Forum. Remember that? If you guys want to learn more about that, you can search my name and World Economic Forum in the podcast link or the search bar, and you'll be able to listen to some of my more detailed episodes about that organization. But he just went out on an interview with Chinese media and said that the countries in the world need to start implementing practices that are more like communist China because communist China is setting an example for how to implement things. So as this is all going down, please just keep these people in your prayers and do what you can to support them, okay? Part of that is just keeping awareness, knowing that it's happening. I, I, <laughs> I am nervous, okay? I don't want to be negative, but they are really putting their lives on the line right now. So we should all be supporting in whatever way we can. That being said, all of this, all of the history of communist China, and I totally missed a bunch of it. Please forgive me. I'm very sorry. All of that. Now put that in the fact that this is like one of our biggest enemies on the world stage. They hate us. Okay. They are doing everything they can to start beating us on the world stage. And one of those things is TikTok. Okay, so let's bring it on back to the thread that I was telling you about, and we'll, we'll look into it. So the first tweet says, Elon Musk exposed the evil truth of TikTok. Here's why you need to delete it ASAP. Elon Musk was asking the right questions about TikTok. Let me tell you my story. And then she linked to an Elon Musk tweet where he says, is TikTok destroying civilization? Some people think so, or perhaps social media in general. Back to the original thread, though. So she replies to her second tweet and she says, I made TikTok videos every day for two years. One day I woke up and I was permanently banned for violence. This led me down a TikTok rabbit hole and what I found is disturbing. TikTok is owned by a company called ByteDance, headquartered in Beijing, China. Under China's new law, ByteDance has to censor information that is unapproved by the Chinese government. The law also makes censorship a matter of cybersecurity, threatening to punish companies that allow unapproved information to circulate online. She said, my TikTok videos were about Bitcoin education. When I started going viral, my account got deleted for extreme violence. And then she shared the letter from TikTok that she got that said, after further review, your actions on TikTok have been found to violate our violent extremism policy. Due to this violation, your device and accounts will remain permanently banned and you will be able to create, you will be unable to create new TikTok accounts. So then her next tweet says, Bitcoin is banned in China. Is this why they censored me? And under that is a screenshot of a Vice News article that says China bans Bitcoin. The People's Bank of China stated that all cryptocurrency actions are illegal, continuing a long history of attempts to stamp out the industry. Crypto T says TikTok itself is banned in China. What? TikTok is not allowed in China? The app that is owned by a Chinese company is not allowed in China, but it's allowed to be the number one app in the United States, basically, for young people especially. 
She says, why would a Chinese app be banned in its own country? And if a country censors information to its own citizens, would they do the same to outsiders? Conspiracy theorists believe TikTok's algorithm is designed to create mass division and hate. Here are some examples. Crypto T then posted, if you say men are trash and young girls should do OnlyFans, you get verified. If you say women are stupid and can't drive, you get promoted. If you say men and women are not enemies, you get banned. Interesting. So what she's saying there, if you acknowledge that men and women shouldn't hate each other, if you say positive things like the sexes are different, but we have our weaknesses and our strengths, and when combined, we create a really strong bond, we create unity, and that can be positive for us and for society, you you get banned for saying something like that on TikTok, but you get supported, verified, and promoted on the app because of the algorithm If you say things like men suck and women should sell their bodies for money. Okay, that's a big difference. Then she says China has their own version of TikTok called Douyin. I'm sorry if that's pronounced wrong, you guys. It says their algorithm for this app prioritizes educational content and kids can only spend 40 minutes a day on it. So China gets the educational version of TikTok while the rest of the world gets chaos. Interesting. So this Douyin app is only accessible in mainland China, whereas TikTok is accessible across the world, except for in China. The next post by CryptoT says Donald Trump warned people of the dangers of TikTok and signed an executive order to ban it. But when Biden got into office, it suddenly dropped. Hmm. Now, I see two reasons for this. Number one, Joe Biden and Hunter Biden have plenty of business deals where they get rich off of agreements with communist China and Chinese companies. The same thing with Russia and Ukraine. Um, That's on the Hunter Biden laptop, which has now been verified even by the mainstream media. So that's one thing I think as well, too. They just want to impress young people. The left likes to be the fun young side. And so, of course, they can't ban the most popular app for young people in the country. Um, So I see two reasons there. Then she says, I'll leave you with this. You don't need the government to ban something for you to realize it's bad. You can delete TikTok off your phone yourself. Oh, hey, bam, bam. Thank you, ma'am. I completely agree. I think this is something where it's like, you know what? I know what I'm going to do in my personal life. And that is going to be no TikTok. And it's going to be to make sure that the young people in my life understand the threat that it is. Same thing with my children. Who knows what the landscape is going to look like when I have kids. I'm 25. I'm turning 26 soon. Oh, boy. That's going to be wild. Um, But on top of that, it's like we know that there are some some sketchy stuff at the federal level of our government. So keep your expectations low there and do what you can to make positive changes in your own life. Just don't include that kind of stuff. It's the same thing with ingredients and everything. Like, listen, I don't know if we'd ever – take corruption out of the FDA and big pharma. But what we can certainly do is make sure that we include healthy, organic, natural foods and ingredients in our diets instead of feeding us and our spouses and our our children nasty, nasty processed food that has no nutrients. It's like little things like that. It's not like the FDA is stopping us from doing certain things, but we just have to put the energy and the initiative into making these personal changes in our own lives. And that bigger solution of bringing community change or state-level change or national change, that will come as we bring awareness. Now, bringing awareness often is just living out your own values and inspiring people to join you. You know, you're not going to yell at people and inspire them to want to join your cause, but you certainly can just live in a way that makes people go, 
well, dang, like, what does she do to look so healthy? What does she do to have so much joy? What does that family do to have so much success, not in wealth, but just in happiness, in joy, in peace, all of those things? And uh, that can often come from just healthy living and avoiding nasty, nasty things like spending hours scrolling TikTok. (laughs) I need to stop myself before I go on a whole health rant right now. Oh, wait, I can't because the next topic (laughs) is this. We're going to go over the modern scams on female health. This is from the Holistic Venus on Instagram. Now, this kind of stuff, I love it. And I decided, I've talked about it a little bit before, I've decided to start discussing it with you guys, not just keeping it private in terms of my interests. Like, if I care about it, then perhaps you'll care about it too, and you're interested in this kind of stuff too. So um, I saw this swipe post, and I just really wanted to read it for you guys. And this is kind of a video light episode today. Sorry about that. I'm reading quite a lot. Um, But here, let's get into it. First of all, her caption says, Our female biology needs to be understood and respected. We have special biology that needs attunement and love, and that's why it's key to learn about our bodies, hormones, and metabolism. To make sure we are not sold any lies that will only keep shutting down our potential. When we can be and have the birthright to thrive like we should. I truly believe every woman should take the time and energy to educate herself about her body and start a paradigm shift towards a world where the female body is seen in reverence. Since no one is doing it for you, you've got to step it up yourself. So I find this stuff really interesting, most importantly, because as a young woman, I've noticed that the things that they sell us as empowering often lead to the exact opposite. Uh, And not only that, but long-term lead to negative emotions, negative effects, and negative impact on our life uh, in the short run and the long run. So that being said, I have been horrified by a lot of the products that are sold to women. And we discussed this in October when we were talking about like pinkwashing, where all these products that start selling pink versions of their their products for October for Breast Cancer Awareness Month, turns out their ingredients or even the pink dye, all of the ingredients of their pink washed food and pink washed products and clothing, turns out those ingredients cause cancer, cause massive sickness, or at least disrupt the endocrine systems of the women. So these products that are sold as like, oh, we're, we're helping women fight breast cancer. We care about women's health. We care about women's bodies. Guess what? They're actually hurting us when we use those same products, but they're marketing them as empowering. So it's the same thing as mentally they're, they're telling us to embrace hookup culture, to not be excited for kids, to not want to get married, to not have a relationship with God. All that stuff is just as toxic as the literal physical products that they're telling us to use and consume. Let's get into the slides. So scam number one, conventional underwear. Oh my gosh, I probably should have warned you guys. This is going to be a little TMI. Boys, if you're listening to this right now, men, if you're listening to this right now, I ask that you continue to listen because you're going to have a wife one day or you have a wife one day and you have a mother and you maybe have sisters and you have other women in your family and you also are going to have daughters. And so I just ask that you also listen to this because I think it's important for men to care about these things too. You are the leaders of the household along with the homemaking wife, of course, and you guys need to be making sure that what you're allowing in your home is the best possible stuff for your family or your future family. Okay, so I really ask that you consider this, and a lot of this stuff affects you guys too. This is just a little bit more female-focused on some of the products. So number one, conventional underwear. Think of what underwear is and where it goes. (laughs) 
you would think that like, geez, well, I definitely don't want to be wearing like some nasty chemical stuff in my underwear material. But I guess we've never really put much thought into it. I certainly haven't. So this really opened my eyes. It says toxic chemicals used to make underwear attractive to consumer. Pesticides, dyes, flame retardant chemicals linked to neurotoxicity, cancer, affect liver, thyroid, central nervous system, and our endocrine disruptors. All of those things go into the cheap plastic focused and artificial synthetic material that is usually what makes up the underwear that we put on. And so just another thing to consider of like, geez, I didn't even think about that. What I've been doing lately is focusing not just with underwear, but like with the clothes that go on my body. If your skin is your largest organ, you definitely don't want to be putting lotions or fragrance or anything that could be absorbed right into the body onto it. But also with my clothes and undergarments, I guess we could say, I want to make sure that I'm using natural cloth that will be good now for dresses i love linen and then apparently 100 percent cotton is good for you too but you have to really look into it i'm still looking okay so i plan on putting out a bunch of links for options for us but this is just the beginning okay number two oh my gosh tampons imagine buying organic tampons thinking it was a better option than big brands but it turns out those organic tampons also contain titanium dioxide which is linked to cancer so i think i've discussed this on one episode before but basically now think of a tampon what does a tampon do where does it go conventional tampons that are again sold as like oh look at this girl with a tampon playing soccer on the commercial it's so empowering i love to see it Turns out that that little white thing is literally stuffed with a ton of endocrine disrupting chemicals, titanium dioxide that causes cancer, and other nasty ingredients. Now, of course, it serves the purpose in terms of when a woman has her period, but the other effects that can potentially be caused by the chemicals in the creation of the tampon oh my gosh so that's horrifying so what ended up happening is the trend became to get organic tampons or at least to look for tampons in the the section at the store that didn't have these chemicals but then what we ended up seeing is the greenwashing of products and so companies learned that people like you and me care about finding cleaner products and they started marketing things like organic tampons and they would put them in like recyclable cardboard boxes that make it seem all earthy and natural and super good for you and they would put like brown and green earthy tones for their logo and stuff and it really catches our eye and we go oh my gosh this is it we're beating Fauci and the FDA and all the evil people out there in big pharma and all these evil corporations let me buy these fantastic organic tampons turns out turns out those organic tampons, you still got to look at the ingredients label because it potentially has titanium dioxide. Now, I hate to be super aggressive about this, but again, just think about this. Chemicals that cause cancer, and we are putting the tampon in a very important place, okay? <laughs> this is so funny. It's like I think I could only talk about this right now because no one is in this room filming this with me right now. But it's important, so we're going to talk about it. And to the men listening, thank you for sticking around. Number three birth control. Scam number three is birth control, you guys. Okay, let's see what she says. She says it affects 150 plus body processes from metabolism to gut health, mineral balance, mitochondrial health, mental health, neurotransmitters, thyroid, autoimmune disease, PCOS, endometriosis, HPO access, 
adrenals, adrenals, I don't know. I'm not a scientist. And more. Check my BC Masterclass link in bio. Okay, so Holistic Venus has a birth control masterclass. Are you kidding me? That's cool. Maybe I'll do that and let you guys know how it goes. Okay, basically, this is how it works. Young girl, 13, 14, 15 years old, still a kid. We get cramps or we get pimples or something. And then our primary care doctor says, you know, it'll fix that. You should go on hormonal birth control, little girl, because it'll totally help out with your cramps. It'll totally help out with your acne, all those symptoms that you get with your period. Don't worry. There's no problems at all. It's just a little pill that you have to take every single day of your life for the rest of your life until it's time for you to have kids. Oh, and then again, after, once you're done having kids, you should still take it, even though you're married with a husband. So then they go on it, and year after year, every single night, they get the little alarm on their phone, and they take their little pill. The scam that it is, is disgusting. And I could go into more detail, but I think Alex Clark has a really good explanation of this. I think it's a whole politics episode where she does like 10 facts about birth control, if you guys look that up. And there's so many resources, so I don't want to break it all down, and I'm kind of going to get it wrong if I just riff off the top of my head. But basically what they tell you is like, oh, no, it's fine. You're still ovulating. You're still good. Nothing's being disrupted in your system. You are just you know, preventing your egg from being fertilized. And so everything's normal in the process. Don't worry at all. When in reality, guys, think of how precious a woman's reproductive system is. You can only have children for a very limited number of years in your life. You are only in your fertile window for such a short amount of time in terms of the whole grand scheme of the decades of your life. You know, God forbid anything happens to you. So if you are in and entering your prime fertile years as a young teen and you are taking something that disrupts your cycle so fundamentally, there's first of all got to be some sort of impact. You can't just look at that and be like, geez, everything's going to be fine because the doctor said I'm, I'm going to be fine. On top of that, it turns out that that's a lie. You're not actually ovulating, apparently. And again, please look at the actual you know sources on this beyond just Morgan Zegger's ranting in her little home. But it turns out that a lot of these things that they told us not to worry about, it's very, very much a lie. So then flash forward, you're now maybe in your late 20s. You're excited because you just met a very handsome young man and you want him to propose and you want to get married and then you want to have kids. And so you go through that process with this precious man and then you get off of birth control because that's what you were told to do from 10 years ago when you first got on it. And it turns out that that whole time, your reproductive system was actually pretty much halted in an artificial way. And not only that, but potentially those those symptoms that you are facing, because you shouldn't really have a serious level of acne or serious, serious cramps. That's often something more relating to different aspects of your health. It could be changed with diet. It could be changed with so many other things other than literally taking hormonal birth control. But those symptoms, if you are seriously having those symptoms, that could be a sign that you have endometriosis. That could be a sign that you have PCOS. That could be a sign that you might be infertile in the future. And so those girls take it. It hides the symptoms for 10 years, and then they are married, getting off of birth control, and for some reason they aren't getting pregnant. It's because they actually had reproductive health issues, and their doctors masked it by saying, oh, honey, don't worry, just get on birth control. Didn't even think to look into the causes. So that's one thing. Or you can look at the other angle. Imagine you do all this, you've done it for 10 years, you did what you were told, you didn't question it because why would they lie to you? You meet that precious man, you get married, you go to have children because you finally got off of birth control, 
and you can't have children because that pill led to infertility. And we're seeing that that's more and more the case. Not only that, but there's also major mental health issues and everything else because you're affecting the entire internal systems of a woman's body. All of these potentials are not just, again, me going crazy here. These are now being exposed. Why? Because birth control is a very new concept. The birth control pill, all of this kind of stuff. I mean, I remember, I love Loretta Lynn. I love country western music. Loretta Lynn's my favorite singer. And she has a song from the late 1900s singing about how like she's so empowered now because now the pill just got invented and women are more than like baby making machines. And I remember being young and being like, wow, I didn't know that it got invented like fairly recently. And looking back on it, it's like, oh my gosh, that's actually kind of horrifying because it was basically an experiment and the experiment is turning out to be quite harmful on so many women, a generation of women. So that's a birth control scam. On top of that, you can only get pregnant in reality a handful of weeks of the month, and it's much easier to talk to women about respecting their own bodies, not having sex with, first of all, with somebody who's not their husband, but we could just start with somebody that you would never want to make the father of your child. That would be a big, that'd be a big step for humans. I don't know if we'll be able to get there, but having more of those honest, open conversations with people, that would be a really great start. And then also the last thing is to talk to them about that natural tracking, because when we're in tune with our bodies, turns out there's like four phases for women in their, you know, reproductive cycle, like the ovulation phase and the different ones where they get their period. But if you are more in tune with your body in that way, it severely positively impacts a woman's health and life and reproductive system when it's time to actually have babies. All right, let's move on to scam number four. Scam number four is beauty products. Holistic Venus says most beauty products contain endocrine disruptor chemicals. And I was shocked to realize that many of the so-called green and natural beauty skincare, sunscreen, and makeup products contain cancer-causing chemicals and hormone disruptors. Yeah, this one is probably what caught my attention first because kind of to go back to the birth control thing, when I saw, I believe it was Alex, I give Alex Clark the credit to it because I was still on the birth control train thinking like, well, geez, I'm one of the many girls that took it for symptoms or whatever. When I was like a high schooler, I got caught up in big pharma and all of my friends, we basically all at the same time had the conversations of like, wait, you're on it too. Why did you even go on it? Do you even use it? No, 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 no. And so we all went off of birth control. My personal experience was getting asked by the doctor, like, are you sure you really want to do this? Cause I had to go to the OBGYN. And so I was telling her, I'm, I'd like to get off birth control, and I just wanted to talk to you about that. And she was literally five times in a row, you guys, challenged me in different ways, whether it was just like, are you sure that's a really big change? Then she tried to say, are you sure you might you might get acne, you know? And I looked at her. I'm sitting on the little table, you know what I mean? I'm sitting on the table in that stupid little gown, and I looked at her like, do you think – I didn't say this. I was thinking it. But I am in my head going like, do you really think that – threatening me with getting some pimples while my body readjusts to its natural ways is going to be convincing enough for me to want to stay on this crap for any longer. Really? You think you could scare me? I'm 25. I am now fully aware of what is inside of these pills and the scam that it is. And you think freaking me out by telling me I could get some pimples during the transition phase might be strong enough in your advocacy for it. Really. That was frustrating. Then it turned into, are you sure? Like, what if you just have like one night where, you know, you meet someone and I I was like, that's not a problem for me. It's not, no, no. 
And she was like, are you sure though? Like, you just never know. And I was like, well, I think that's kind of the problem too, that we kind of normalized it, right? Like, it's not a problem for me. So I'm not interested. And so just the fact that she kind of went through every female stereotype as if women will care more about getting some pimples than getting back to their natural ways with their body once they find out that they're putting a toxin inside of themselves every single night when their alarm goes off. That or, oh, well, what if I meet a hot guy at the club and I want to be able to have one night of freedom and not get pregnant? That's that's her argument for me to consider taking a toxin every single day of my life until I decide I want to have a child. Really, really frustrating. So, of course, she didn't know that I'm like hyper political, too. So it was not really her fault. (laughs) But the fact that this is what concerns me is like I'm like this. Right. This is my show. And I'm here talking to you guys about birth control and tampons and the carcinogens inside of them. I get it. I'm a little, you know, out there. But I think more of the more malleable minds of the younger girls who are going to be putting in themselves in that situation and they are not prepared to defend themselves in a situation where the professional OBGYN is pressuring them five times in a row the way I was pressured. So that makes me passionate. Oh my gosh, when I'm praying in the morning of like, what should I do today, God? It's like, go talk about, go talk about birth control and tampons, Morgan. Um, <laughs> what? Did that happen today? Yes. Um, okay, so back to this point, though, the beauty products thing. So the the birth control thing with all my friends where we got off of it, that happened, and then at the same time, we were realizing what was going on in the products, specifically with sunscreen. So all of us started looking into mineral-based sunscreen and removing the oxybenzone that's inside of the sunscreen that everybody uses, especially on our children. So that was big. And with the beauty products, that's when I started to look at other makeup that I use. And I started looking more at what products offer paraben-free and phthalate-free and fragrance-free options because those are the endocrine disruptors that actually have artificial synthetic estrogen. Synthetic estrogen, you guys. I don't want that anywhere near me, okay? You should be eating raw carrots to to make sure that you're balancing out your estrogen to begin with. You shouldn't be putting artificial fragrance with synthetic estrogen onto your skin to add more of it to it. Now, same thing with men. It's like men should not be using cologne because cologne has artificial fragrance, aka synthetic estrogen inside of it. And men, do you really want to be putting estrogen on top of you that's going to soak into your skin? Absolutely not. Guys, I'm so sorry I'm ranting this episode, but it's just really killing me. Needless to say, beauty products. So think of any Anything from foundation, concealer, mascara, eyeshadow, sunscreen, lotions, perfumes, all of these things have endocrine hormone disruptors inside of them and carcinogens, okay? Next thing is the acne medications, uh, scam number five. It says, many of my clients come to me with horrendous stories after using acne medications from crippling anxiety to zero sex drive to developing autoimmune disorders and liver issues. Get to the root cause instead. So I'm not going to give medical advice on this one because I just don't know enough, but it turns out that a lot of these acne issues that people experience, it's often not like, geez, just put some acne cream on it and that's the only way to potentially solve it or you're stuck with it. There are deep health issues that you can look into and basically lifestyle changes that you can make. On top of that, I will say I'll give a shout out. This is a little bougie of me, but I'll give a shout out to what I've been using. I use Beekman 1802. It's from upstate New York. It's literally goat milk products. And I use that in place of any acne stuff or whatever. It's super, super good, high quality, natural ingredients. It's a little pricey. I've never been really bougie with products before, but for the first time ever, I'm like, give me that. I'll like sign a check for it. 
Scam number six, antibiotics like candy. The gut is our second brain, meaning that if you disrupt microbiota balance, you are more at risk of experiencing anxiety, depression, mineral imbalance from not being able to properly absorb nutrients, metabolic issues, PMS, PCOS, endo, leaky gut, IBS, autoimmune. I completely agree. And for me, I won't even take Tylenol or Advil. But again, not giving you guys health advice, just saying that this is another scam listed on her post. And regarding this, I would say that a lot of the things that depress us and make us frustrated can be affected and positively changed with lifestyle changes. Literally walking outside, grounding yourself, standing barefoot outside for 20 minutes a day getting sunshine for hours a day instead of sitting inside every day. It's the little things that can really make a big difference. You know what I mean? And you guys, we have reached the end of the episode. Thank you for listening to me rant about quite personal things, private things. Haha. <laughs> um, I appreciate it so much, and I hope you have a really nice start to your week. Happy Monday. Uh, I'll see you again on Wednesday. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs>